This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is Aikido. I am Aikido Fresno's head instructor, Christopher Hine, and with me today is... Joshua Teehee, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And my Solana McDaniel, third Q and student. I mean, second Q. Oops. Second Q. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> don't second Q don't discount yourself here. At Aikido of Fresno. So get used to it, Whoops. <laughs> D-ranked yourself. Is Oops. that something D-ranked. <laughs> I don't know the, yeah. the English. So, what are we, what are we uh, talking about uh, on this podcast today? Um, so, today, I don't know. Chris and I were talking a little bit earlier, and I thought it would be something good to kind of muse about together um i know it's it's something that maybe we've talked about a little bit before but like what makes uh martial arts in general but also aikido um a good course of study for people and what makes it different than maybe just doing a sport or Mm -hmm. especially for young people i feel um i can't wait to see what you title this yeah Yeah. (laughs) that'll be fun i can't wait to see what i title it too um yeah, sometimes I'm just like, ah, what do we call this? What, what do, do we, we call this? What do we talk about on this um, one? I'm sure I'll find something. Generally, yeah. we find our way into yeah. whatever it is we're doing. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. Just what makes it different than, you than know, like a than a sport, right? Or yeah. even you know, piano lessons or music or you know, like what yeah. is it? What's different about the the study of martial arts? Than other things. Than other things. Than, than other, other like, yeah. um, things that people pick up as extra. Sports, I think it's good because uh, we're talking it, because it's it's a physical thing. Yeah, I mean, sports. I think is generally like what people <clears throat> maybe compare martial arts to, um, or would say that it's under that umbrella of doing a sport. I mean, I don't know if someone said, "Do you do, do you know do you do sports or did you ever do sports as a kid?" I think I probably count martial arts as a part of that, even though it's mm-hmm. kind of is, kind of isn't. <clears throat> it's weird. I mean, how many people would say that dance is a sport? Right. Do you do right. sport? But in high school, uh, you could take dance as uh, for P credits. Right, right, P. You know. Yeah, and, and martial I did arts bowling. Be a part of so. P, like a part of physical education. Right. It, it is a physical yeah sports. Right. Right. I I I would hesitate to call it a sport. But I mean, there someone... are sport martial right, arts. Right. There are sport sure. martial arts, right. but. But I think, like, for... Uh... But you could do, I would argue, I don't know if this is uh, in some curriculum, uh, Aikido as physical education, I would think. Sure. You know. Sure. I think it's important yeah. it physical, physical education. education. I yeah. think it's it's a physical education that a lot of people need as a young person, or growing up, or, you know, coming into their own, yeah. whatever that means. Um, well, yeah. so... What made you think about this? What was the um... Maya? You guys can't see this, but Maya's being a little bit of a microphone Nazi. It's it's pretty uh, fantastic. No, so, it's good. So it we got a we got a we got a uh, email from one of our listeners, and and he just parroted what I've been saying for a while now, which is uh, these Pay two don't talk into their microphones enough. Microphone. And uh, and and so Josh right now moved his head like a quarter of an inch away from the microphone, and Maya's like, look. look just pointing. No, okay. This might he be went. Better. He went like he was here, all level with the microphone, and then kind of like floated upwards. Uh, and then down. <laughs> yeah. I I'm just as bad as he is, so I'm trying. I just. I we're trying to be more. We're trying to be better for you guys, it so that people don't complain. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so sorry, I did not mean to interrupt. No, you. it's fine. And, and also, I'm apologize for the dog who's decided he's got to sit. In the there is the table a dog right. the bone, right now. <laughs> 
I swear, he hasn't eaten his food all day, and then no. all of a sudden, no, no. he's oh, just... Oh, now I'm interested. We're all here now, so it's time. So I think, uh, so the question was, what what Sorry. made you, how did this all come about for you? What was the, the thing that sort of set this off as something that you thought might be interesting for us to talk about? Uh, Maya and I were talking about, um, like, people learning to use, well, actually, so Maya said, uh, have you noticed how much more coordinated I am lately? And I was like, yeah, actually I have. And, and I've noticed I you like trip it. over your own feet much less now. Um, and, you know, in the last, say, two and a half years, maybe a little more, Maya's been really serious about martial arts. While she's done it for a long time, she's taken it really serious where she's in the dojo, you know, five plus days uh, every week. Doing various Yeah, different... various martial arts. Yeah. Not just Aikido, but she's also doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and self-defense and sword fighting and a lot of different stuff. So, you know, she's really taken it on and... She's noticing, like, that she's got bigger shoulders, bigger forearms. Um, she's more coordinated now, you know. So, like, you know, she's seeing these awesome results from it. Um, and, and so she's like, oh, you know, and that's awesome. And I was like, yeah, man, that's, that's just what happens, you know. Like, you start getting more coordinated. And, um, and I, was, I said, I just made a comment. I was like, you know, until you do sports at a high level, um, I think sports really don't give you that much. Because, like, Maya played softball and stuff in school and, like, so played – but, like, that didn't make her more athletic, right? Like, yeah. just kind of maximize what she already had. And I was kind of talking about how I felt about that because, to me, in school, like, look, when you start to get at a serious level, like, you know, state championship level, maybe a little beyond that, you know, like, world championship level, Olympic level, you start to get in that kind of sports, those people are forced to really focus on themselves and become overall better athletes. Well, and that's what we were talking about in that episode about, like, boxers and, like, how they right. are world studying. Right, world-class athletes right. world-class athletes. Anything, yeah. World-class athletes taking, like, different parts of their day to just fo focus on little tiny body movement things that are just working on their overall everything, you know, beyond just playing the game or right. getting better at the sport. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, if you play sports at, you know, the high school level or – basic college level, you know, before you get too serious into it. Right, if you're um, MC2A or whatever. Right, right, right. If you're beyond, before, yeah. before that level. Right, right. Um, then basically, you know, you're kind of hobbyist and you, maybe you're a little more athletic but not that much. And and I said that I think martial arts um, at an earlier, simpler stage forces you to pay more attention to your body and makes you more coordinated and organized as mm -hmm. a person. Yeah. Uh, and then we were kind of just talking about why that is, you know. Yeah. And, like, I don't think it's that – like, I think people might get the wrong idea when they're listening to this right now and that um... – <laughs> The dog is – It's calm as could be all day. The dog's, like, picking up the ball and dropping Just it. literally dropping it. I don't know if you guys can hear this or not. Um, anyway, I feel like it's – maybe we're not representing it quite right. We're not saying that people that uh, – you know, play baseball in high school or, you know, did soccer since they were a kid didn't work on their physicality, but like that there's not that same focus of like uh, improving beyond what you already have and like in a, in a large way. It's, it's less fine motor stuff and more major motor stuff. Like be stronger, be faster, be, you know, like that kind yeah. of stuff uh -huh. and less like, you know, how much more coordinated are right. you in general? Right. How much more organized are well, you Well, and you, you made this point, and I think it, when uh, we were kind of pre-gaming on this, and I think it's a good, uh, a good thing, which is um, when you're doing a sport, it's like the people who are already physically gifted toward that sport right. are the people who get the most out of it. 
Right. Um, and I think that we've definitely seen, and I'm sure anyone who has been at a, uh, I love this dog, anyone who's been at a dojo for any amount of time will see like people come in at all levels. And there are people who have come into our dojo who um, I was one of these people. They had no real clue as to how to use their body. You know, right, like right, I right, could move right, around. Right, right. Like I, I walked around real nice. I could probably run, I suppose. Sit at a yeah. desk real Sit, good. You know, there were lots of... a cup of coffee you know, well. But I definitely did not know how to use my body um, correctly or in a way that was efficient or, or any of that stuff. Um, those people tend to get weeded out of sports. Yes. That's what I was saying. Um, either yeah. on a for on a personal level, they're just like ah, I don't like this, like whatever, or they just don't start the sport, or you know whatever happened for kids. I think it's a lot of like you know the kids who are good move on to those higher levels because right. they're good, and the other kids that don't, they get picked last, and then they end up doing other stuff. But martial arts is an open thing where like those kids, the kids who maybe you know um, aren't good at soccer, softball, like whatever. Uh, are forced to just by the virtue of what they're doing mm-hmm. get right. better at right uh, and I think body stuff. Most martial arts teachers know that they're going to be taking people on on a more case by case basis, and it's not a, a situation where it's like, hey, we're going to sit the people on the bench who aren't very good, right? Uh, right. Because we got to feel the team who's going to win, right? And so you know, martial arts teachers are looking at everyone who comes in and going, ah, what are your strengths? What can we play to? How can we how can we make you better at these things you're bad at? You know, like. So, you know, I see a new student, I instantly go like, oh, you can't move your feet right. well. You're going to oh, need Oh, your yeah, upper yeah. body's organized poorly. And, oh. and when you get them to, when that person becomes ready to <clears throat> test um, at each level, like, you're going, like, I, I know I've talked to you about this, that, like, everyone's test looks different because you want to push people on those different right. things. That not that they're good at, but that they have a hard time at. Where you think, right. like, like, organized sports often, it's the opposite. It's like, what can we even expand further on that they're already good right. at? You can where, hit really well, right. so right. let's fine-tune so right. let's, let's that. Right, exactly, right, right. you have long yeah. arms, you can, you can catch yeah. really well, let's put you in the outfield, you know, whatever. Or, like, right, and when you have limited resources and you're trying to field a successful team, which makes you look good as a coach, and I'm not talking shit, I mean, this is just the, the truth of it, mm-hmm. like, that's what you're going to do. You're going to go, oh, Billy's quick. Right. We're going we to need use Billy for speed things, and we're going to make Billy faster. Um, as opposed to going like, oh, Billy sucks at catching. We're right. going to work all right. year on catching for Billy. Right, and I think that that's kind of the tag that that you take with, with tests and stuff is like, um, this person is great with techniques. So they, you know, I'm not going to, I mean, they already know that they, they know all these techniques. So I'm going to push them more on something that they're not so good at, which right. is spontaneity or whatever right. those right. things are. And right. so I think that that's the difference with that. Also, though, too, I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy on some level like i don't know i was just thinking about this random so like when i was little my parents kind of you know they were good about trying to find different things that maybe i'd be into so they kind of they would have me try different things um and (laughs) i'll never forget i was little i was maybe five or six um and my dad sent me to a basketball camp i was really little um and it was the first time that I'd ever done basketball or anything. And I, like, I swear, he was there, like, watching. And it was maybe an hour in or something. I have no idea. Um, but uh, I got hit in the head with the basketball, like, straight on. And that was the end and of it. And that the, was the end yeah. of it. That was just, that was <laughs> I it. Have, folks. That I have it. a similar story for soccer. <laughs> oh, right. Where uh, I was on the team, and I had missed the um, the first practice or whatever. 
But, you know, you go to the game and they put you in because that's what they do. Like, uh, everyone gets to play. No one really had it all said, like, hey, when you kick the ball, you, it's the side of your foot, not the top of your foot because you'll break a toe. And so I just kicked the ball straight on. It was the most pain I've ever had, ever. <laughs> I was just done with it. I was just and the same thing in, you know, eighth grade. The wrestling coach at the school was like, hey, you need to wrestle. And I was like, I never wrestled before. Like, he never, you know. Right. But I was a, like, 65 65 pound kid and they needed someone in that spot so he was like oh this kid i'm sure he could look at me and see physically that i would was sort of had the build or whatever to do this thing um and it didn't work out for me you know and i feel like all the other thing about martial arts especially aikido is it's like um it appeals to uh, people who maybe aren't the most physically gifted right you know because they're they're finding something they're maybe coming in at it from a intellectual level yeah they also get the i mean i feel that way for me you know like i i wasn't well that's why i didn't start it for yeah uh, the physical conditioning or anything necessarily that's Um, why my parents put me in martial arts which i think is funny contrasting that to the basketball story is like my parents were like okay she needs some coordination she needs to get out of her head a little bit. Let's put her in, in martial arts, you know, and our neighbor was the one who had done Aikido and, and he was like, hey, go here. And um, it was just a perfect in for us. But it's like, it's interesting because like with, you know, with the sports, it was just like, do you like it? Do you, you know, are you okay? You know, like I did some softball because I, I liked it and I could throw a ball and catch a ball okay. Um, but like, you know, it was just kind of like a, either like it or don't and I kind of have a tendency toward it or I don't where like the martial arts was much more like what do you need you know like what what where are you lacking that we can try and grow you in which I feel like is a different mentality and I think that that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy where people see martial arts and that's the way they see them so that's who goes to martial arts that's who continues to teach martial arts as people that understand that way of looking at it I think I think uh, a strength and a, and a negative to it kind of too is that like a strength of it what we're talking about now is if you don't see yourself as an athletic person it's kind of a good gateway into athleticism <laughs> because um, y- you know it's allowing you to do something that maybe you thought you couldn't do before but I remember yep. the first time a martial art teacher referred to me as an athlete and I was like what the he say right, right because like you know i played sports and stuff in school but i never really liked them that much and and for that same reason that like you know if you weren't super gifted at a sport it was kind of just you know lost on you you mm-hmm. know um whereas like martial arts i took to it right away um and got good at using my body and enjoyed using my body and so the first time a teacher said that to me i was like yeah, but that's that's what you know. Sports people do, and I'm not a sports I'm, people. Right. You know, right. I don't and throw a ball. He was like, "Oh, you're stupid! Or... Like you're clearly an athlete. You spend all your time doing physical things." Right. Um, and like that kind of opened up my mind. And then it was funny because then from that side, I began exploring the idea of athleticism and martial arts. Yes. And I would say to other martial artists, you know, like, "Oh, you know, you should look into this athletic practice or that athletic practice." And they would be like, "Why would I do that?" It's like, well, because it makes you stronger, more coordinated, or faster, or, you know, better balanced, or, you know, Um, and so it's unfortunate, because I think sometimes what's great in martial arts also cuts us off from the rest of it, because high-end athletics is the same stuff that martial arts is trying to do, you know, which we talked about last last time, yeah, yeah, I mean, this gets back into what we were uh, talking about last time, Um, yeah, 
But I think you're 100% right because I, I feel like I am a more athletic person because of martial you know, because same. I decided to 100% do uh, Aikido. And yeah. had I not, um, you know, I, who knows what, you know, where I would be. Yeah. Um, but I definitely wouldn't have gone and, you know, joined a baseball softball league or something, you know, or, mm-hmm. and we were actually talking about how, um, I think this is one of the reasons, like the things that we're talking about right now, one of the reasons that like um, adult kickball is like those kind of things, like uh, adult tag. I don't know. There's a bunch of these games, these like sports that aren't not really serious. Yeah, sports. not really sports. Uh, adult that, leagues. Adult leagues that people do. Um, and and I think one of the reasons that they do them is because. Um, most people aren't necessarily don't see themselves as athletic. They might want to be, but they don't have that gateway. Mm-hmm. So, but anyone, you know, you work in an office, you do, you can go play kickball. I just kick a ball and then I run around. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's like why some of these things are, you know, so popular is because, um, because people can can go and do them and not have to feel any kind of weirdness about it. And I think martial arts kind of has that built in. You know? yeah. Do you think yoga has kind of, <clears throat> a lot of people talk about martial arts and yoga in a similar vein sometimes. Um, do you think yoga has a similar kind of, fits that niche of like people that want to do stuff but don't exactly know how and want, but don't consider themselves athletic? Yeah. The, the thing about yoga, the, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, yoga is not that dynamic you know, it's, it's, yeah. you know, and so like there's something kind of lost in that a little bit, but yeah, for sure. It's like, you know, about being more coordinated right, and right. stronger and balanced. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are often surprised when they do yoga, they just think it's a whole bunch of stretching, you know, and you find like, oh man, I'm really getting a workout here. I'm really, right. you know, breathing hard at the end or my muscles hurt or, you know, they don't realize how much they're putting into it. Um, it it's funny, you know, when you talk about, um, becoming more athletic, I think a lot of people limit that thought process to being Faster, stronger, or skill specific at the athletic, right, right, you know, right. like hitting a baseball better, kicking right, a soccer right. ball better, or whatever it is, right? Um, and it's dribbling. Like there's there's a lot to like mastering your body, you know? Um, yeah, and, there and sure yoga is. has that stuff. And Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so for me, like, like you were saying earlier, like, I really do feel like I've become way more uh, just physically coordinated. And like, I've, like, I, I've never, I was telling him, I, I've never been bad at like, throwing a ball or cat like i could do that because i you did softball but apparently um, you fell over your own feet a lot also though. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean there's uh, strengths and weaknesses definitely um but like just um, i've noticed more when things happen um with coordination you know like so a, a bottle falls it falls out of the cabinet i can catch it without a second thought where before maybe i'd fumble and just drop it or something um or when we're doing stuff i don't fall over my feet as much and i feel like um, those little things, but it does make a big difference in life. For and, sure. and because of working with myself a lot, which I feel like is what Aikido is about to me, is it's working on me. Not so much. I mean, it is about learning techniques on some level, but like it's not as much about that as it is about me. And I feel like that's, I've noticed a change in that for sure. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, it's super empowering stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, I think like, I don't know, I've been thinking about this a lot, like how to reach out to young people, how to get, especially women, I feel like because there's just, 
still a disparity, even though I feel like for Aikido especially, it's a much better balance than in a lot of other martial arts. Like, I still feel like there's catching up to do. It's weird. I have seen lately a lot of um, women posting, and and it seems like there are a lot of, you know, uh, jiu-jitsu schools, Brazilian jiu-jitsu schools and stuff that are now, like, a lot of women women. and stuff. Yeah. Um, It seems like there's a lot of women who are getting into martial arts, you know, who are... You know, and I in in a way, I feel like maybe Aikido is ahead of the game on that. You know that that Aikido has had that for a long time. You know, and if you look at mm-hmm. you know a lot of the high ranking, um, oh yeah, way back to the beginning, instructors Aikido, a lot of women are um, are women. So you know that is something that the the art has a leg up on in yeah. a lot of cases. Is like Absolutely. you know, um, and even our school, I I think, and it comes and goes. But you know there were times when you would come to a class and you there 50/50. it was 50 50 sometimes it was you know more women than men so um i think that is something that we the the that we have that that a lot of maybe martial arts don't or yeah. are catching up on you know and i think that's awesome but like i don't know this is just something that i like that i i think a lot about because i i i still feel like there's catching up to do you know and like if they're like and i don't even know if it's our responsibility like people in the martial art like you know on some level we want to make sure that those environments and we've talked about this before are welcoming to everyone um but like i don't know if it's like whose responsibility it is to to try and get more people in um but i I, like i just i i want to see more um more women coming into to doing you know, martial arts and stuff, because I feel like it is all of that is the, you know, working on yourself and becoming stronger and more empowered. And I feel like a lot of women could really use that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I feel like that, you know, breaking that first barrier of coming in, doing a new class, like learning that it's okay to not know and be uncomfortable and like get over that, that first discomfort with that, like takes, it takes some, some strength or some, you know, whatever it takes a bit to mental, to, to, fortitude. mental fortitude yeah to get through that first part and i feel like a lot of people fall by the wayside in that process men and women but i feel like if we could send that message to those people that like this is normal just keep trying mm-hmm. come on mm-hmm. you know stick around like you you know like you it, will, we will benefit it. from right, this right. you know and it has less to do with punching people or you know right. beating people up and more with like getting more comfortable with yourself it's really interesting, like, uh, I remember the first time I had a student, uh, you know, and, and he came in, and um, in the first couple of classes, you could just watch and, and tell, like, oh, yeah, this dude is not, he's not very coordinated, or he might be coordinated, but he's just, he's moving his body in weird ways that maybe he's not even aware of, and then, um, you know, three or four months later, um, I remember him doing some techniques and stuff and it just I could see it clearly like oh he finally got rid of all that you know finally his body was just moving the way it should and it looked nice and it wasn't there wasn't any I don't think corrections that we did I mean there probably was minute corrections every day but it, it wasn't like you know something that we were focused on and yet it happened yeah. and now you know I see him and it's just like oh yeah he moves great um 
and doesn't do any of that weird stuff that he used to do. And that just came from, from the training, you know, it just, there wasn't any, you know, direct, um, talking about that necessarily, you know, we weren't like standing next to him, turn your hips this way, you know, it wasn't any of that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, we would probably say things like, you know, keep keep your, 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 your hands in front of your center. Yeah. Your hands in front of your center, your feet and your arms traveling together, those kind of things. The truth about that stuff though is really most of it you're going to fix on your own because you can't be as powerful and you will get tired quickly if you don't do it right. And so doing it over and over and over again, you'll find the ways, your body finds the ways. Yeah. It's really interesting too. And I see this a lot where, um, people's bodies want to do the right things a lot of times and it's their mind that gets in the way you know we'll be doing a technique and um the their body will begin to move in the correct place and do the correct thing and then their mind you can see kicks in and then they stop and it's like no no no, just just move just move we'll we'll yeah that's another part of, of athleticism that i think we don't talk about in the west very much which is like you know, there's a conscious mind and an unconscious mind doing it. And in a, in a quote-unquote idealized perfect state, um, the unconscious mind is doing everything. And the conscious mind is riding along, paying attention, fully paying attention, and only correcting when something's a problem yeah. for the unconscious mind. And, and, you know, we don't talk about that much in the West, whereas, you know, I think Eastern schools are a little more comfortable with that, you know, and and I think it's the whole idea behind Kokoro, you know, like Shin, um, so like Fudo Shin, Zan Shin, Mu Shin, when you hear these things in Japanese, we're talking about something that's happening between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind, you know, or you might say between your intellect and your emotions, or, you know, however it is you want to break it apart, but, um, and I think martial arts are inherently great at training that, because there is so much time spent in a reflective state, right, yeah. right. Um, and because it's not about numbers on a scoreboard or getting, you know, a goal made, it's not. It's not about that. Um, then we can kind of be more self-reflective, and that self-reflection is what gives us that extra thing that you don't see a lot of times in sports. And you know, not that you can't get it from sports. Like, uh, you know, I've met a lot of amazing, you know, people who do sports only, and they have like all these same qualities. But it just takes a special kind of person because. It's not drawn out of you in the same way in sports, and that's that why is. they have sports psychologists who teach you these right. things, right? You right. know, like right. there the are sports psychologists that you go to, and they tell you like whatever, probably a lot of the same things that you would get out of a martial arts uh, class, mm-hmm. uh, martial arts teaching. Um, but you have to go to a specific person to do it because in a in a sports situation, they don't ever talk about that. They don't ever talk about the mental game really or i mean they do but they talk about it it's not like spelled out in the same way and i think i don't know the other thing that incorporated into the training in the same way or i think like the other thing too with sports and martial arts is that in sports a lot of things are much more like compartmentalized and pieced into you know you play this position so you only do this or you you know you're on defense or you're on offense you're you know so you're, you're working on really specific sets of skills and where like especially like traditional martial arts it's more holistic in that like 
you are, you know, both taking ukemi and you're, you know, learning techniques and learning how to throw people and learning how to, you know, especially in Aikido, there's like, there's a lot of different things that you're doing. You're using your legs and your arms and your hands and like, it's much more holistic in that manner, but also too, like sports tend to divide things up into age ranges and, you know, so you've got your coach and you're, you know, you're the uh, soccer kids ages six to seven, you know, like uh-huh. they, right, they, right, they right, split right. things up very like, you know, uh, so you're with people that are exactly in your same range. There's mm-hmm. the masters. And right. The exactly. <laughs> All the, you know, like, you know, the junior, the, right. the, you know, the 14 to 16 right, right, right. softball yeah, groups yeah. and, you know, like everything's very like split up like that. Um, and in a dojo, you've got all ages, uh, you know, different, all different experiences, all different levels. Um, and I feel like that really does like breed a lot of good stuff. It was interesting. Um, the other day I had a class, it was me, uh, 40. And then, uh, we had a 12 year old, a 16 year old, uh, someone probably in their sixties, another guy maybe in their forties or fifties, you know, it was a really eclectic, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, and, I, um, and so everyone amazing. is it comes at it at a different physical level, right? Um, you know, in a different mental level. 12, 12 year old, yeah. sixteen year old kids uh, got a way different body thing happening right. than you know sixty year old man, uh-huh. uh, even than you know me who's been doing this for a while, um, and they're all so you have to deal with all of those things as right. well, right? right. And I think it presents a lot more real-world situations where you have chances to grow, not only physically, but, like, mentally yeah. as well. Actually, I want to talk about that. I think this is a good thing to bring up. It's like when we first started talking about this, I was kind of thinking about it just from the athletic perspective. But the, sure. the more we're talking about it, the more I'm thinking about it from the mental perspective. So we have a fair number of people in the dojo who are kind of on the spectrum, right? Like they have some social problems, like uh, not anything big, but they just have a hard time kind of telling, you know – how you joke with people, how you, you know, read someone's emotions, how you, you know. Yeah. And um, and I don't know if it's our school uh, is really welcoming to that or it's just that there are a lot of those people looking for martial arts. But um, I think they find community and, and a way to, like, start bridging um, normal social interactions. Right. Um, and so, like, because uh, the and way you, a dojo set up and like it's kind of accepting of all these different people, you don't get kind of ostracized very quickly, right. and you don't get you know broken out. So you know, like you play sports, it's like well, you know, all the fast good players go over here, and all the shittier players go over there. Yeah, there's you know? the B team. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I, I've been on C both team, sides gold of those. Team. You know, I've been on the gold team. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but like uh, in martial arts, it's just kind of more welcoming overall. So like. It's really good for social skills, I think, in a way that you kind of don't see in sports, or at least I never saw in sports. Yeah. Um, where there's that brotherhood you get in sports, uh-huh. um, but it's more accepting generally. It's, and it's generally more homogenous, too. Yeah. You know, you're getting a same age group of people with the same-ish skill level. Right, you know? right, right. Um, yeah, where in a dojo, you know, no holds barred. Whoever, you know, you're training with a guy who's... 50 years older than you and then you're trading with the guy that's you know barely an adult you know and the dojo too as an instructor you know a lot of times you're gonna give help to the person who needs it the most as compared to a sports thing where you're going to give help to the person you see has the most uh the the quickest potential i uh, I actually uh this was years ago so i don't remember the details but i read a study uh about hockey players and how um, excellent hockey players 
tended to have the same birthdays, like uh, like in the same range, you know, like between these months and these months. And wow, yeah, it's real curious, right? And so they started looking into it, and what they figured out was that those kids, when when they started their first year of hockey, those kids were a little bigger and a little more developed because they were a little older, or right? Whatever. Just a tiny yeah. bit older, a few months older, and at that age made a difference. And so the coaches gave them more attention. And so at a very early on age on, they were getting more attention. And because they got more attention their first year of hockey, then they got more attention their second year of hockey because they were better than the other kids. And then more their next year, it next compounds. year, next year. Uh, exactly right. Huh. And so these kids tended to be better hockey players. You know, it's, it's not that this was always that way, but tended. I can't remember what the range was like, you know, September through whatever was, yeah. was you know, better hockey players. And so I think that is the case in sports where we're trying to put numbers on the board. We're trying to, to field a winning team. The attention goes to those who are already good. Right. Whereas in martial arts, it's like, you know, I look at a class, I'm like, oh, that guy sucks the most. We're right. gonna, we triage. Right. You know, right. I'm always right. triaging. Right. I'm like, okay, that's, that's the this problem. Class Let's get this class today is going to be this thing because right. we have right. this guy who needs to know. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> the other day I, I thought it was really funny. Um, we had the, the self-defense class after the Aikido class. And uh, I wasn't planning on sticking around, but I saw that it was um, all teenage boys that happened to be there that day. Usually it's a, it's a lot more mixed than that, but for whatever reason, it was two brothers that are both in high school and then a kid in junior high and then another kid in high school. And um, and so I was like, ooh, Chris is going to have You're fun like, with peace this out. one. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, you know, and that, that's a very different class, but it's like, it's great to have, uh, you know, these different kinds of classes where different people show up and you're working on, you know, different things. And that pushes you as a teacher as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think too, like a lot of situations come up with when you're working with different people where you're having to, you know, understand how to be gentle with people. Yeah. Like, you know, so Your there's empathetic a, skills have to go up. Right. So like, you a know, 16 year old working with a six year old, sorry, I keep talking, but a 16 year old working with a six year old, that's very different. Right. Right. And you know, so we have uh, a couple, like we have a lot of students that are not a lot, but like it's fairly good distributed, but there are students that are a lot older. Um, and you know, there's a, a, an interesting thing happening when you end up being higher ranked than someone that's a lot older than you. Um, and, and dealing, and most people, you know, everyone's cool with that, but like, you know, finding a way to, to teach that person or, you know, lead them, show them something that you're working on without, um, you know, uh, stepping out of line or making them feel uncomfortable is like, that's an interesting social situation to be in. And I feel like you get a lot of that, diff those different kinds of things where you're having to figure out how to approach and also, those situations. uh, going back to the, uh, women, men thing. Um, that that's there too, which is not necessarily true in every sport, right? Like, right, you're only playing where, with the same gender, right? Yeah, and so you know, for you as a woman and, and someone who's younger, having to maybe deal with some dudes uh, who are <laughs> older, you know, yes. I mean, that's that that's a real thing, and and that doesn't definitely doesn't happen in in sports necessarily. Yeah, that's you know? a really good point. Yeah, um, and that's real life stuff, you know. Like, I feel like that's kind of the kind of stuff that you got to deal with at work and you know when you are out in the world dealing with different people and having a dojo where generally everyone is on the same page about values and about respecting each other and being cool with each other like it's a good practicing ground for those kinds of things and having that support yeah i think it's a good uh that the mixed the mixed thing you know so uh one of the students uh 
came in and, and he had never grappled before. He did Aikido for a long time, but he had never grappled before. And, <laughs> and uh, honestly, most of the time when a new person comes in, I'll have them go with Maya because Maya's good and she's going to take care of herself. And she's probably going to be pretty reasonable towards them, so she's not going to tear their head off. And uh, But, you know, she's going to give them a run. And so uh, so this guy, and he's a pretty big athletic guy, and uh, Maya choked him, you know, and uh, uh, they're rolling. I think twice. Yeah, so she choked him. <laughs> I think twice. And they threw an arm bar in there. Um, so anyway, so this, this guy, you know, after class we were talking, and he was like, man, that was really impressive, you know, like Maya choked me and blah, blah. And he said that he had went home and uh, told his, he talked to his dad, and his, uh, he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu today, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, how was it? And he's like, well, I got choked by a girl. And he said his dad started laughing. He said, I don't know what the hell you're laughing at. She'd choke your ass too. And um, <laughs> and I think, you know, the the, the, hum, the being humbled like that is really good for people also. Like, uh-huh. oh, there's a useful skill set here that has nothing to do with someone being a big yoke dude right, or, right. you know, like Maya comes, she puts in the time, she's good, you know? Yeah. It's very funny. And realizing, too, I don't know, I mean, I think it's also been, I was talking to Chris about this again today, too, um, just, like, having realizations about life and about physicality and about mental, like, all the different things that go into a physical conflict, when it, when it does come to a, a physical conflict of some sort, like, understanding that, like, um, you know, size does make a difference, you know? For sure. Um, and I, that's a no duh, but I think I've learned that on a different level, working with a bunch of different kinds of like body types of people. And there was another, like uh, a new guy that came in the other day and he had never come to the self-defense class before and, and we rolled and, you know, um, I tapped him out a couple times. Um, and afterwards I was talking to him and, uh, he, uh, he was like, Oh, good job. You know? And I was like, yeah, thank you. Um, and uh, he was like, you know, how long have you been doing this? Like asking me questions. And I was like, you know, if you if you come, like, you know, if you're really athletic, he's taller, stronger, everything. And I was like trying to tell him, like, if you come, you know, come for a month and you'll probably already be better than me. And I was like, because you're so much bigger, you know, having starting to even learn a few techniques and things like you're going to give me a run for my money because you're physically just so much bigger than me. Right. And uh, I think he kind of he thought that I was complimenting him and I wasn't not complimenting him, but I just, it, she was very tactfully uh, saying, well, you suck right now. <laughs> I, well, you know, I was just trying to let him know that if he wants to put in the time, it would be easy for him to do well. Um, but you know, like that's, you got to put the time in right. use, and use the skills you have. And because you're physically bigger, you have a natural physical advantage, you know? And, uh, and so like, he was like, Oh, thank you. And I was like, you're welcome. Okay. Like, that's not quite what I was saying, but like, you're welcome. Um, but it's interesting that like, uh, l- like learning that on a, like a different level and understanding right. that like, no, that's really true. Like if you can't ever discount someone physically right. and understanding that that's, that's a, a thing I think that gets lost a lot in martial arts that don't have a sparring practice is that, um, or have a, has a sparring practice that's limited to size brackets always, right. you know, like, so in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you don't get this because while the competitions are generally in weight classes, you're going to roll all the time with all kinds of different size people. So mm-hmm. um, understanding that like size is no joke, a freaking advantage, and so is youth, and so is speed. You know, and so like uh, realizing that those are important skills that can be neutralized. They totally can uh-huh. be. But like you told that guy, you know, like I mean, he was quite a bit bigger than you, you know? And like, he was impressed that you got him and that is impressive. And that is something that comes from martial arts, but you, you very honestly telling him like, 
No, but look, your size is an advantage and you get a couple ideas, you know, like, so having both sides of that, um, yeah. where, you know, if you're always with athletes at your level, maybe some of that kind of gets lost. Well, and know? I think going back to, um, the social skills side, um, we have, you know, a lot of people that, you know, maybe are, are you know, a little bit, you know, on the spectrum or whatever, um, helping them understand that, like, yeah, they maybe are not, uh, they're neuroatypical, and so they maybe have a, a disadvantage, or, you know, they're just different, and they feel like maybe, like, they don't know how to make that work. Like, understanding that, like, you know, yeah, like, it, it's, you know, like, just like physicality, you, you know, maybe have an advantage or a disadvantage, but that doesn't mean that you can't learn skills that will teach you how to bridge that gap. Right. You know, and having like a place where you can come and interact with people who are happy to do that and happy to talk to you and be with you and, and learn with you and, you know, have a conversation about something fun like that gives you that space to realize like, you know, oh, it's okay to like make mistakes and fuck up and, and learn how to be better, you know, in, in a way that's very low pressure, you right. know, maybe different from school right. where there's peer pressure or something right. like right. that. No, I think having a, having a structure uh, set up for class, uh, uh, for the training and the way you do stuff. So you have, you come in and you bow and you know that's going to happen yeah. and you train with different people and you're having to physically touch them and you're having to converse with them so that you can figure out what's happening. I mm -hmm. think all of that's really, um, positive because it's it, it's it comes out it's a very natural thing you know there's no you don't have to really try for it it again like is a virtue of the training itself i'm so much of the stuff that you get out of it um is is sort of secondary maybe you know where it's not um it's not the first thing that you're it's not the goal necessarily but you get these kind of tertiary benefits just through the training, if you do the training correctly. And I think that mindfulness aspect, which is, again, not so present in even, like, sport martial arts, um, and definitely not as much in sports, um, even though there's, you know, there's different sportsman thing, ship things. That at a high do. level, it is, but uh -huh. at a general level, most people participate not so much. Right, and, and it's, you know, um, having, you know, the bowing and the, the, that mindfulness aspect is, I think, another really great thing for people to work on, you know, that, that a lot of people need that, you know, even parents, like, you know, so like a parent at a soccer game isn't afraid to shout and scream right. and scream it can get out. crazy. It can, it can get real crazy. Um, Put my kid in coach. Yeah, exactly. Yelling at coaches yeah. and doing crazy stuff. But you walk in the dojo and even parents kind of immediately understand like, oh, this isn't the place where I'm talking right. to There's my kid while they're on the mat. There's a reverence there. Right. Yeah, and I think that's it's even great for the parents, you know, that aren't even practicing right. martial arts. Like. They have to sit on the side and watch there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of times where we'll have interactions with the kids where it's like, in some cases, it might actually be better if the parent could just come onto the mat and take the kid off and deal with it, you know, but that's not what's happening. And I think that's a really nice thing for everyone to have to understand that the kid has to understand, like, in this situation – your your parents cannot help you. They're they are not yeah. even you know. Uh -huh. And for the parents to realize, like in this situation, however much I would like to go out there and help, I can't help him right. either. That's exactly right. He has to help himself, or or he has to be helped by the the you know. Right. And you I think the that's rules and you're following. Yeah, yeah. That's really a, a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And too, like, you know, there's like a, even the little sign that says, um, you know, no, you know, please no cell phones or whatever, uh, no, you know, turn your ringtones right. off or whatever it is. Um, 
that's um, another mindfulness thing for parents, you know, and having that like, oh, this isn't the place where we talk loudly on the phone while your kid's working out. Like, that's just, you don't do that. Right. Like, I think that that's a valuable thing that's not such a big deal in like regular sports. It's funny, not too long ago, I went to a sport martial arts school. Um, I was hanging out with some of the guys and uh, they were having a kid's class and I was, I was kind of interested. I was like, oh, cool, how do classes go here? And I was shocked at how many parents were standing around the mat like, get him, get him, you know? And and I was like, oh yeah, I remember I remember playing baseball and it being like that, you know? Yep. Like parents getting really, you know, Screaming. super upset about it. Yeah, Screaming. and I was like, that's yeah. funny because that shit just doesn't fly at the right. dojo. You know, it's just like, all the parents like watch reverently and understand what's yes. going on, and Very like, quiet. yep, they, nev there's never a you know like get him or you're a piece of shit. There's none of that. They just yep. sit there, and then after they usually come by and say thanks, you know, to us, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. that's that. You know, like it's a different kind of atmosphere, and I think that's a good atmosphere for people too. And they can get that athleticism, and sometimes a comp competitive kind of thing without it getting over the top like that. We can all still be friendly humans about yes. it. Yes. Um, yeah. we're, we're having a good conversation, um, but we're, but we're at the 44 and, minutes. And I can tell that if we don't do this, yeah. then it, this is going to go on for another four I was minutes, going so. to make a Karate Kid joke, uh, right now. <laughs> okay, make it, please. Uh, please. Well, I, I don't think it does, I don't think it'll work. It's it was something about, minutes. <laughs> it was something about, I watched Karate Kid, so, cause I think in Karate Kid, right then the parent, well, the, the instructor, Anyway, it's sweep stupid. the leg. Sweep the leg. Is that, that going to say? Joke. Sweep the leg was going to be the joke. <laughs> I would uh, like to give a shout out to Australia. Okay. There are a few cities in Australia that uh, listen to us the most. Really? Yeah. Um, so thanks. I Australia. would like to send if someone in Australia would like to um, pay some money to fly us to <laughs> Australia. <laughs> I, to I, have... I honestly, no shit. I think Australia people are awesome. I've only yeah. met a few. But everyone that I've met has been an awesome person. Like, um, I yeah, we so would have no yeah, problem coming out. We could make, figure out some. We'll figure out some deal. But get in touch. <laughs> we would like to come to Australia and talk to you about Aikido. That's really. I think that would be. I would have the best time ever. We'll come for a couple days. Make it happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so my, we're going to yeah, our yeah, patrons, my, right? Our, uh, <laughs> patrons. I'm um, doing what I normally do to pull it up, right? And it's asking me to confirm my country of re residence. And, and so you're putting I Australia, Australia, Australia. You put Australia. Right no, okay. it says Vietnam, and that's definitely oh, not that's right. Not Interesting. Um, United Arab Emirates. United States. There we go. There we go. Um, oh, so now it wants me to select our state. <laughs> California. There we go. Okay, um, so thank you guys very much for contributing. Yeah, these are all the people uh, that uh, contribute money, a little bit of money, so that we can do this every month and uh, have all these archived on SoundCloud and continue doing this. So, and have it sound somewhat professional. Yes. Minus we're our working on this professional. Yeah, like the, profession, the professional the professional part is getting there. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's Ho growing. Hopefully, it's better the. This time than it was. Like, I think I'll probably title this episode something about growth because I feel yeah. like that's kind of the overarching theme is like uh, inspiring ourselves to grow in martial arts in in, in right. whatever All right. way. I like if it's that. not titled growth, she's a liar. <laughs> Sorry. Now you have to remember that also. <laughs> I'll try. So here are our patrons. Uh, we have... Grant Templin, Warwick Dean, Matt Riley, Jim Sullivan, Lenny Acuna, Urbano, John Smith, and Rob Kitson. And also special shout out to Ted Rose. Thank you so much, guys. We Thank really you guys. appreciate it. Yeah. Super appreciate it. 
Um, and uh, to everyone else who listens, including those in Australia, um, feel free to drop us a line. Let us know. Uh, really, thanks a lot to the the person who uh, wrote in about our sound quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, totally. We like to hear. No, that because stuff. it's good to know. Otherwise, like, I mean, obviously, we can listen to it and hear for ourselves. Oh, okay. It's I listen to it kind of crappy, week. but. <laughs> It is nice to know that uh, other people are paying attention to those things as well. So if you have questions or anything else, you can always find us on all the social media. Drop us a line. Give us a topic. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You can message us on Facebook. Uh, We're Aikido of Fresno on Facebook. A lot of people message us there. You can also send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at Aikido of Fresno.com. We got an Instagram that's hot right now. Looks good. Lots there's of beautiful pictures. some really great pictures. I, I love them so much. Um, well, it's, it's great. No, there's some it, good there's pictures. pictures. There's great pictures. Um, our, our photographer's really cool, and it, it, you know, shows our dojo for what it is, which is there's a lot of happy, fun people there. Yeah. Um, so there's some great pictures on our Instagram. It's Aikido Fresno. And if anyone uh, is ever traveling through the great state of California and finds yourself in the Central Valley in Fresno, please look us up. Look us up, and you can stop by and, and do a class. We have classes all the time and would be more than happy. What? <laughs> 20, 24 7, <laughs> all the time. We more are happy to have every you. Day with we, yeah. and some Sundays. We have so, um, anyway, if if that does happen, you know, we, we are. Uh, come say hello. Yeah, come for say sure. hello. There yeah, it is. Don't be a stranger. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you very much. (laughs) Take care.